Hey guys, welcome back to the Penny Spans podcast with your host Kia. And this is a podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult finance jargon and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Monday again. It's actually been my birthday. I can't believe it. I'm now 25 years old. Oh, wow. I feel like an old woman. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But don't worry. I've got another amazing episode for you today. Now, I'm joined with someone who... He's just he's just on a roll right now. I don't know how else to describe him, but he's on a roll and he's doing absolutely incredible. If you are someone who has been following some financial influencers like myself, then you will know him because he did get awarded last year as well. But I won't talk too much. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So guest, who are you? First of all, I don't like how you said you're old at 25 because you're exing, <laughs> me, you're exing me out right now. But yeah, I'm Jay, also known as JVSOP, also known as Umbro Queen. Accolades, we need to... Accolades. accolades. Yes. Um, highly commended financial influencer of the year, 2022. Yes. I just give myself accolades, like I say, pretty much entrepreneur, content creator. Um, yeah, just trying to make things happen. You're making things happen, not trying to, you're doing it, right? You're doing absolutely incredible. Yeah, well... You gotta put action into your. I know, words, but, but you yeah. are, but yeah. you are. But we're gonna get into that. So first and foremost, I like to do it with everyone who comes into the podcast. I think it's you can tell a lot about a person when you delve into who they were when they were kids and mm. teenagers up until now. So let's explore you. So <laughs> teenage Jordan, what was he about? What was he thinking? And how did we get to the man who sat in front of me today? Uh, teenager, I was pretty smart in school, so got good grades and everything. So by the time I got to Year 11, pretty much, world was my oyster. Thought I could go uni, I could get a job, I could do whatever. So I'd done one year sixth form, then I just realised that a higher education wasn't really for me. Done an apprenticeship, done really well in my apprenticeship. And that kind of shaped me to like, the financial situation I'm in now. And just like morals-wise, work ethic-wise, like getting an apprenticeship. So working from 16, 17, like really helped me just build a good work ethic, yeah. That's crazy. So you said that you went sixth form for one year mm. and then decided it wasn't for you. Yeah, it was, I wasn't, I just wanted to make money really. That's what you was interested in. Yeah, so like I was missing sixth form and going to Westfield. I was going from East London to the Westfield in Shepherd's Bush because there was no Westfield then mm. in Stratford. So I was handing out my CVs, trying to find like part-time jobs, cashing hand jobs and just failed my exams. Well, I got, I didn't get let back into the sixth form because my attendance wasn't. I want to explore a bit more. So how did you figure out what the right path for you is? Because I know for me, when I was in sixth form, I just went down a path that my teacher told me. My teacher told me you should go to university. So that's what I did. And I kind of went down that route until I got to about 2021 20, and I figured out what I wanted. But how yeah. did you figure out for yourself? You, you know what? Um, I think in year 11 or maybe the beginning of the sixth form, the army came into our school to, <laughs> to sign people up basically Really? Yeah, yeah. The army were proactive. Wow. Yeah, they're like, they advertise careers in army, whatnot. Then there was an RAF one. And then it wasn't like a pilot one. It was an engineer one. So you'd fix the planes. So I heard that. I can't remember. Yeah, six form year 11. So I researched it, applied for it, got to the interview. But then while I was applying for that one, like I was looking for engineering apprenticeships and other ones were coming up. So I got an interview for the RAF one. Then like I've read the terms and conditions and it's like, if you're called upon to fight, then you've got to fight, even if you're just an engineer. That is crazy. Sorry, I would be so scared if I heard that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm so I was like, yeah, let's look at a different type of engineering. So I wanted to be um, aer- uh, aeronautical engineer. So it would be fixing planes. But then I looked, trains actually paid more. And there was one in North London that was a really good salary. So I applied for that one, got that one as well. 
chose to do that one. And yeah, to be fair, I think it was through chance I found out about apprenticeships because they weren't really proactive. They weren't, were they? they weren't it really was more promoted. just careers. Yeah. So I found out how to get into that career without going to university, basically. I want to kind of move slightly off to something that you started more recently. Mm-hmm. And I know when I when I think about it, my knees are going to give in just even thinking about it, <laughs> right? And it's... If you're on social media, you would have seen these young boys and girls, you know, just dance when they get down their, their knees. I can't do any of it. Like I said, the thought of it is just, I can hear my knees creaking, right? But Sturdy Off. Yeah. Sturdy Off has grown exponentially. Yeah, it's been mad. It's crazy. Been mad. And yeah. I, I know you guys recently did a campaign with Nike as well. Yeah, yeah. And I know you've got a lot more. I think you did something with JD recently. Or you yeah, we've done something with JD Gyms, teaching Sturdy workout classes, yeah. I know this is part of your journey, your growth, and even just generating income. So delving into that, how did that start? I'm pretty active on TikTok anyway. Like I said, I was... Still kind of is my main platform. So I'm just always on TikTok. I see these guys dancing for a couple months, getting sturdy. And um, I just thought it's mad how it's meant to be a New York dance, but it's so connected with London because like the drill beats are made in London. Like a lot of the, the, a lot of the songs they were dancing to were like Russ, people like that. I thought there needed to be something proper for them to, have a platform to showcase themselves rather than just dancing in the street and getting a couple of likes on TikTok. I thought, okay, we need to get this seen by brands. We need to get it seen by the mainstream. So it was actually, I have a um, business partner, my business partner, JB, we were sitting in the office and then in the office, there's a like a photography studio mm-hmm. space, like a white backdrop. And then we're like, yeah, we can use this, you know? And then I was thinking, yeah, what if we've done a dance competition, like a clean aesthetic, it looked professional, but it's sturdy. Like people are going to go crazy thinking, oh, wow, these men were doing it in Stratford to Westfield and now they're doing now it in a proper studio. Properly. So I thought it would be, yeah, I thought it was a good opportunity to take it to the next level, yeah. So you guys just both came together, had this idea, and then you just rallied the troops and did it. Yeah, it was hard. We So we had the idea for about two months. And then like, we're talking about it, talking about it. And then one day we're like, yeah, we need to do it this weekend or next weekend because we're talking about it and nothing's happening. So I use like my presence on socials to reach out to all the dancers mm. and I tell them the vision. And a lot of them at first are like, who's this guy? Like this old man trying to tell us <laughs> <laughs> to dance in a competition for getting sturdy. And then one of them spins, his name spins. Yeah. One of them come to link me. Um, I said, look, I got 150 pounds for you to promo it on your socials. Then he saw like my platform is like, oh no, this guy's serious. So I come to link him, paid him the money, promoted on his socials. Then everyone, like literally everyone turned up on the day. Really? It went crazy. The first episode got half a million views on YouTube. Um, I think within the first, I think within the first week, we had like 10,000 followers on TikTok. No way. Yeah, it was mad. Yeah, it was That's mad. crazy. So it just took off straight away, literally instantly. And when did you start? March 2022. Yeah, March 2022. So that's one of your branches. And I want to go into one of your other methods of... Making money, and that is through trainer reselling. And I think that's how I first came across yeah, you. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you were. Yeah, you just that was doing. my that was my main thing for a while. So talk us through how that started, and yeah, why you want to start that as well. So I used to collect trainers myself, mm-hmm. like when I was young, like sixteen, seventeen. So I would buy trainers that everyone else wanted, and they didn't know where to get them from. So because I had loads of disposable income coming, I was coming with fresh trainers every week, like new brand new Jordans every week that no one's seen before. So people were asking me, ah, oh, can you hook me up? Can you get me them? So I just used to buy like two, three pairs the day they came out before they sold out, make my little 50 pound, whatever on top. 
And at first it was actually just to fund my trainers. So if I sold two, I basically get mine for free in it. But then I started selling them on eBay as well. I was getting so much sales. I was like, yeah, I need to actually make a website and make this something proper. So as soon as I made the website, I was getting like regular sales consistently every month. So after about four years, I made the decision to take it full time. And then I left my job and I was doing that pretty much as my main thing for about six years yeah really so when did you start because i'm hearing loads of numbers when, <laughs> when did you start what age yeah uh started in 2013 okay oh you've been yeah. doing for a long time so 10 years this yeah. year yeah. so 2013 alongside my apprenticeship yeah done it for about four or five years and then i left my job to do that full time let's move slightly on to personal finance so this is also what the kind of content you create yeah, yeah, yeah. similar to myself personal finance is you know where, where is that? I think a lot of people need it right now. Mm, cost it's of living, definitely need, needed right now. Yeah, exactly. Right now. So let's talk about personal finance. We get tons of questions all the time. I'm sure you get the same of ways to generate income, ways that they can cut back, ways that people can just basically manage their finances. Mm. So I want to ask you, what's like the number one top tip, personal finance tip that either you give to people or that you ever received? Me, what would be your number one tip? Me, I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. If you've got one job, then don't even ask me how to make money. Really? Yeah, like you, you can't just rely on one job right now. Rather than thinking of saving a few pennies every month. Like actually concentrate on Concentrate on generating the income, yeah. I think it's, it's past like being nice now. Like yeah. It's, it's, for some people, it's literally make or break. If you're not making money right now, then it's only going to get worse, isn't it? But what about people who are working a nine to five and say, you know what, I'm so tired. I don't have the if energy. You, if you don't want more, then you don't need to. Like this is for people who, are, they might need it just to pay their bills mm-hmm. or they want a better life. Like they want to, they want nice holidays every year. They want nice cars. If you're just, if you're happy where you're at, you're happy with your job, it fulfills you and you just want to make sure that extra money isn't leaving your account where it should be, where it shouldn't be, sorry. Make sure you're using cash back. Like, mm-hmm. That is the number one thing because it's no extra work. Once you got that card or the website, whatever you want to use, yeah, then that's it. Like you yeah. just pay. Just with... Explain to everyone what cashback is in case they don't know. So cashback, you. It's funny when when you, people say cashback. Like if you never heard of it, it just sounds weird, isn't it? It sounds like a scam. I yeah, it sounds like, why, why am I getting cashback? Yeah. Like it actually just sounds weird. So um, what it essentially is, if you pay for something either with a card through a website, something like that they incentivize you to use them by giving you a percentage of your money back. So the like people, yeah, think, oh, it's, there's no such thing as free money. A card company might get 3% of your transaction. To encourage you to use their card, they'll give you 1% back. So it's your money. They're taking your money and they're just giving you a little bit back. So um, yeah, make sure you're using cashback cards, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. I mm. think cashback is a great way. And I've been using it for about four years now, I think. Mm. I've made some serious money back. Yeah, that. if you're making that, I think the average person makes four hundred pound back a year through cashback. Yeah, that, that's almost a holiday. Like if you're going for like a weekend away or something like that. I think yeah, it can fund so many different mm. things. I remember one time car I used insurance. my about to say yeah. I used my cashback to cover my MOT repairs on yeah. my car, and it's just like it's another bill paid. Exactly, it's yeah. just money yeah. there, and it's a no brainer. If you're going to shop anyway, yeah, it's a no brainer. It's, it's a no brainer. It's a no. It's definitely a no brainer. It's one thing that you can just implement straight away and. Don't have to put in no research. What about the the best tip that someone's ever given you when it comes to personal finance and managing your money? With me, I I learned more from people's mistakes. Okay, that's an interesting way to look at it. But you know what? With personal finance, there was someone at my work Mm -hmm. and it wasn't really a tip. It was just like observing him. He worked there for 
so where I worked, it was like an engineering place and people used to call it a job for life. So job for life, especially on the railway in the old days, they'll be like, oh yeah, you come here when you're 18 and you, and you, you leave when you retire. And like, that was good back then. I don't know why people think that's good. Yeah. Cause why would you want a job for oh, life? No. That's sounds mad. No. So uh, yeah, so people would just be happy with that job. They wouldn't have a second income, but there was one guy every couple of weeks. He was like, I bought a new house. I'm getting this. I, I found out where to get oven for 20 pounds for my house and all this and all that. Then I was chatting to him one day and he was like, yeah, I've got like, I've got like seven houses in Peterborough. I'm, seven. I'm thinking, okay, the houses in Peterborough are like a hundred grand each. This guy's got like almost a million pound portfolio in houses. So I'm like, I'm asking him, so how'd you get seven? Cause back then I thought, okay, you get a mortgage, you pay down 20%. Is that nah, interest only. Then when I heard mm. that, it kind of changed my perception on credit. Mm-hmm. So like he told me he gets interest only mortgages. So he's not, he doesn't actually have to pay 800 pound a month, a thousand pound a month. He's only paying a hundred pound a month in interest. That's why he can have seven at once. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, that literally blew my mind and opened my mind up to credit on how I viewed property. Everything. Let's go into credit then a bit. I think credit is something that whenever I say the word, some people, they start shying away you know credit's like oh depending on how you've been raised some people were just like my parents said it's bad so i think it's bad mm. or people just kind of misuse it and don't know how to use it so that changes perspective of credit yeah definitely so let's get into it your views on credit cards and credit itself what do you think and why do you think it me personally i think that they're a very useful tool if you're responsible with your money then everyone should have one i think mm-hmm. But then you have the flip side, people will use it to buy things that they can't afford, which now now where I am today sounds it's crazy. But when I was growing up, that's what everyone used to do. Everyone used to buy, put put on your credit card, worry about it later. So it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I think you should learn, I think you should learn how to use credit first responsibly. Mm -hmm. And then once you're comfortable, then you should start looking into it to make money or save yourself money. I tell some people I've got credit cards that are like 26 months interest free. They're like, oh, are you not scared like to have that balance on that credit card? It's like, no, like I know I'm going to make the money to pay it back. Certain credit cards, I pay back, I pay back the full amount every month. Some, I just pay the interest. Yeah. Because I know I've got money in another account or something that I'll just pay it all off in full when when the time comes. Yeah. Because I'm comfortable with money. I feel like I'm responsible with money. I wouldn't take a risk and try and flip that money so I'm left with nothing. So, yeah, it's got to be responsible. Yeah, I agree. I think that is um, a big one when it comes to credit. When it comes to generating more money, what else would you say to someone who's thinking like, okay, cool, right, I'm serious. Jordan, I've heard you. I'm going to go and get a side hustle. What would you say? If you're confident with computers, phones, anything like that, video editing, 100%. Video editing for short form, long form. That's so in demand right now. So in demand. So many people starting podcasts. There's so many people yeah. starting YouTube channels, TikToks. There's, it's, it's competitive, but there's literally unlimited clients. So like yeah. if you message a thousand people, you might get 10 clients. Yeah, that's and true. And 10 clients can keep you, can be a full-time wage. Keep so flight, yeah. literally short form editing, YouTube shorts. If you can pitch to a, to a channel that don't make YouTube shorts, that's very lucrative right now. Cause even through like my own channels, their YouTube shorts are paying a lot of money. We got paid last month for, they said for January, but it must've been for December. And it was a stiff check. That's good. Like a stiff check for shorts as well. That's good. When you compare it to TikTok Creator Fund, the same amount of views on TikTok Creator Fund, we probably would have got a quarter or a third yeah. 
of that. Like they're paying very good. So really if you can pitch their numbers to a client, it's kind of a no brainer for them. Mm-hmm. If they can get that money back anyway from the, the YouTube shorts fund and then pay you four, 500 pound a month, then it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. And I think there are a lot more channels, especially on YouTube, which are shorts only. Yeah. Who are just considering yeah. just having a channel, which is just full of shorts, no mm-hmm. long form, just that. Yeah. The, the shorts help subscribers like mad. Like I think on in December, we got 22 million shorts views on Sturdy Off. That's so good. And I think 81,000 followers. 81,000 followers? In one, in one month, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, from, just, from, just from shorts. That's insane. Yeah, but it's, it's probably crazy. the discovery, right? You probably wouldn't get that kind of discovery if you didn't have shorts. Yeah, because if you see um, a 15-minute video on your Explore page on, on YouTube, it's going to take more of a commitment to watch it than a 15-second short. Yeah. So you're kind of like sending out tasters to more people. Mm-hmm. But, and then when, say, 22 million people might have watched it, and yeah, oh, wow. only 80,000 people subscribed. But them 80,000 people might not have ever seen that channel anyway exactly. or taken the time to watch that channel. So definitely invest in shorts. If you're a creator as well, to make more money, obviously you can make it back through the shorts fund. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not a YouTube person, you're not a social media person, but you're handy with editing, definitely reach out to people to try and edit videos for them. Yeah, I agree. And even if you're not handy, I think there's loads of free courses i've seen so many you can you can, you can learn, go yeah. and learn like CapCut. if you can if you can use CapCut, that's pretty much all you need and you could learn oh, CapCut in a day i've been watching and going through your page mm. i've been seeing that you're on your journey <laughs> you know i'm coming with this you're on your yeah, journey yeah. to become a millionaire by the end of the year yeah, yeah. how's that going it's, yeah, it's going all right so far yeah the first week i had a howler first <laughs> imagine first week yeah almost broke two computer monitors what else happened? Everything just went wrong that week. Like, oh my god! I was gosh. just breaking things, losing things, but I got all the L's out of the way. And now, okay, good. Now, now, now we're yeah. just going to W's. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now just W's. Yeah. But what's spurred you on to start this challenge first, for yourself? First of all, I, I do believe in manifestation. So, yeah, like, if you I put agree. that energy out there, then it's going to come back to you. So, the the headline is kind of like a for shock value, but then at the same time, for me, I, I know it's very achievable. I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't set myself a goal if I thought it was completely out of my reach. And even if I don't reach it, if I hit 800, 900,000, then I'm still happy in it. So yeah. um, that's what, that was the motivation for the, for the challenge. But also um, I don't think I document what I do enough. So I don't think you do. Yes, you have a very interesting life. Yeah. So a lot of like, I'll make videos and then I was getting loads of comments towards the end of the last year, people saying, what do you actually do? Mm. Like, people don't know what I do. So like, I'll say I'm doing, I might post a clip here and there, but like a weekly basis, I don't actually document what I do. So I thought it'd be a good way to document it. And then at the end of the year, I could just look through all the videos. So I made a new TikTok page for it just to, just for them videos. So yeah, I want, I wanted to document my year as well. That was a motivation for it. That's amazing. So what are some of the steps that you're taking or some of the things you're implementing that perhaps some people listen and watching can implement themselves when it comes to their finances? Like how are you trying to get there or close to there anyway? I, I wish there was like a, a like a little, like a manual, like a, you know, like a, yeah, like a little secret I had, but <laughs> really and truly it's just through um, adding value to what I've already got. So I've got a few businesses, adding value to them businesses. And then I've got my personal channels, reinvesting money that I pay myself into investments. So obviously not financial advice, but if you're into crypto or the stock market, you might, yeah, you might want to look into accumulating some now because it might, yeah, it might not ever be this cheap again. So Mm. obviously at the end of the year, I might have invested loads and 
we might have gone down, but I, I have a strong feeling that the investments I made are going to hit me on, um, bring me to that target. Yeah. Well, for anyone listening and watching when it comes to investments, what would be some of your tips to getting started? Because I think investments to, is, it, it can sound very scary if you've never done it before. To, to get started, I would literally get someone to send you a referral code, code for like um, trading 212 or, or free share or free trade, sorry. And then they'll give you like a free share. Mm-hmm. And then but I think you've you got to deposit a little bit of money to get that free share. But just keep that there. Don't put any extra in. And just watch it go up and down for like two weeks. Like I find I'll just be interested that, oh, damn, it's down 3% today. Then I'll see why is it down 3%. Then you might Google it. Then it'll say like, oh, um, Elon Musk smoked a spliff on, yeah. on a podcast. And, and that's, that's why it's gone down. Why. So you get, you get interested in it. And then when you find yourself interested enough, then you can start putting money in because if you're not interested, you're not going to um, look into what you're investing into. So everything, there's a reason why everything goes up and down. It's not just luck. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's people who are proper into trading that do signals and stuff like that. But for the general investor, if you see that Tesla stocks have gone down today and the reason wasn't because, oh, the company's just a madness right now and everyone's jumping ship. But if it was just a silly reason like, oh, Elon Musk tweeted, you know it's going to go back up. Yeah. So then, you yeah, I think as long as you're up to date with what you're investing in, um, you'll be more motivated to invest. So, yeah, I'll start by just getting a free share. That's what I did when I first started investing. I think I started in university mm. and I, I think I put like, £10 in. Yeah. And I just said, I'm just going to leave the £10 there and I'm just going to watch it. And mm. I was I became obsessed with checking my phone every single day and seeing yeah. what it was doing. And then I got more confident. <laughs> Literally, you'll go from £10 to £13 and you think you're Warren Buffett. Yeah. Like, you actually <laughs> think you're that guy now. <laughs> And I remember a week later, I came back and it went from my 13 to like four. And I was like, wow, okay, this is what investing's like. But yeah, like it's, a, it's kind of exciting. I it find is. it exciting. Yeah. It is. I go through phases, with, especially with crypto. I go through phases where I'll spend like five hours a day researching into really? it in Discord groups. And I'll, I'm so excited by it. And obviously, the more you know, the, the, the kind of the more money you're going to make. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, if you're, if you're, looking for even a hobby that even could be, could be a good hobby yeah but i think even that is a really good point that you make i think i think sometimes people think inv- investing in money and finance is a boring but there's a lot of excitement it can be exciting yeah it can be exciting i think if you make it exciting anyway, yeah, like, if you make it exciting yeah. yeah so like if you set yourself targets like the first year i invested in crypto i think i put a thousand pound in at the start and my goal was to get my portfolio to ten thousand pound Wow. So I would like every week I'd be trying to make trades and flip it. And it was just exciting. So like, yeah, it kept my interest in it and then kind of just fueled me to invest more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I think it can work in any aspect of your finances, if mm. you're saving, anything you're doing, having a goal makes you super. Yeah. Having, having, yeah. Having a yeah. goal is yeah. definitely a key. Yeah, definitely. Right. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you, what would be one or two of your top tips that you give to anyone listening and watching when it comes to their finances overall? Whether it's managing it, increasing it, mm. anything of that sort. First of all, don't bury your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Good one. Like I've spoken to a lot of people and they said, yeah, my credit's, my credit's probably shot. My credit's probably bad. And like, what do you mean probably? Like, yeah, I just don't check it. I'm scared to check it. Mm. So like, if you're scared to check it, then how are you going to improve it? So you need, first of all, yeah, don't bury your head in the sand. Make sure everyone, every single person should know their credit score. Yeah, Even if you're checking it once every three months, it's free. All of them websites, I'm not going to name them, all of them websites, just check in free, type in free credit score. You're entitled to one free full credit report a year 
on any website, they'll they'll give you it. So yeah, make sure you're up to date with your credit and don't be heard in sand. Number two, I would say there's ways of saving money that are at no burden to you. So cashback, anything like that, that's not actually taking you time to do, exhaust all them options. So mm. um, anything, anything that's going to save you an extra penny, that's free, pretty much do it. As long as it's not taking up your time. When I say free, yeah, time included yeah. in that. Yeah, make more money, man. It's make more to, money wherever you can. Yeah, you just got to make more money wherever you can. Like everyone now has a hustle. Yeah. Everyone now has a hustle. So you're going to, like, there's, there's ways to, there's so much ways to make money. 2023, 2022 was, for me, it was like one of the biggest year for content creators for like digital products. Yeah. So there's so many things to look into. You'll find something that interests you, so... Yeah, definitely what it look for. Amazing. Jordan, this has been incredible. For anyone who wants to follow you, get some of your amazing tips and follow your journey, where can they find you? Yeah, follow me, all platforms, JVSOP. And also me on my new TikTok page. I think it's called Road, Road to a Million. So Ooh, yeah, nice. follow me there if you want to follow that journey. Um, posting every week this year on that account to update my journey. Yeah. And at the end, if I'm feeling lucky, I might say what number I hit? Oh, I hope you do. I'm, I'm going to be intrigued. I want to see. I do want to see. If I'm far off it, then you won't see it. <laughs> then um, we'll know. If you don't mention that, like, ah, he's too like far. Minus 500,000. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not saying that. You're going to be close to it. You're going to be close to it. If not, hit it. But yeah. amazing. Jordan, thank you so much. Everything will be linked below anyway, so you can go and follow Jordan and keep up to date with his journey. And we're back again next week for another episode. Bye, guys. I'm broke, baby.